Hey y'all, what if you really could change your life? If there was a way to be healthy and intentional in every area of your life? Good news, there is. And we show you how each week on All of You Whole. Hosted by me, Caroline Fossil, entrepreneur, wellness expert, author, and speaker. Every episode is an in-depth look at how to help you get unstuck, be brave in your life choices, and have a meaningful life, all either from my own experiences or from the experts I interview. My goal is to help you build a healthy, connected, and intentional life that fulfills your greatest purpose. Today on the show, we are going to talk about how to maximize your grocery budget with the cheapest healthy foods. I cannot wait to dive into this topic because it is so important to me that everyone has the opportunity to eat healthy food that fuels their body in a way that makes them feel great. And so we fully understand here at All of You Whole that switching to a healthier, clean eating lifestyle can be tough on your pocketbook. And so I want to share with you today our tips for making this lifestyle change, or if you've already been eating healthy for a long time, I just want to share the tips that I've learned to make this way of eating and living as affordable as possible. And the things I'm going to be sharing today reflect the tried and true methods that I have personally used for our family to bring down our grocery bill. And It is absolutely not as cheap as it could be if we were just eating only popcorn or just eating some really cheap foods. But what we're going to talk about today is this intersection between I want to save as much money as I possibly can while eating as healthy as I can. And I hope that we find that bullseye right in the middle of those two things. So I hope that you learn some things from this podcast today, and I hope that it saves you money, but also helps you live the healthiest life possible because we really want this lifestyle to be affordable and sustainable for you and your family. So first, I really want to talk about this concept about nutritional density, because if we were going to just eat the cheapest foods possible, unfortunately, in the United States, since the Great Depression, the government has actually paid farmers money to grow food. So that's a great thing, right? Like we want to support our farmers. Our farmers are creating food for us to eat. And I don't personally farm. I have a small garden, but I'm not farming and growing food for other Americans. And so it's a great thing to pay our farmers and encourage our farmers to grow food. The unfortunate part about that is what we are subsidizing. And you've heard me talk about this if you're a listener of the show. You know, only 0.4% of the $38 billion in federal funding annually, only 0.4% of that amount subsidizes the production of fresh fruit and vegetables. Okay, so that's insane, right? And the most highly subsidized crops are corn, soy, wheat, and rice. Corn, soy, wheat, and rice. And 
unfortunately as well, a lot of those are GMO. A lot of those are conventionally grown. And so we are stripping our soil of nutrients. So our food is getting less and less nutritious as time goes on. And so I first really want to challenge this concept of cheap food because Of course, it's important to steward the money that we're given really wisely, but I don't necessarily think that we can compare two foods, let's say it's conventionally grown chicken with pasture-raised, sustainably grown, regeneratively grown chicken. I don't necessarily think that comparing those two things pound to pound and just looking at weight and price is the way to do it. That's just not the way to do it. We have to look at nutritional density. So we know that we have tested different meats. We have tested different foods grown organically, grown in this healthier way and healthier environments. And typically, the organic, sustainably grown food is actually higher in nutritional value. So let's back up for a minute, right? We eat foods in order to get the nutrients, the vitamins, and the minerals, and all the macro and micronutrients that we need in our body to live. That is why we eat. We eat in order to get all of the nutrition that we need for our body to function. That is why we eat. And so we want to be prioritizing in our grocery budget the foods with the highest nutritional density. And so I don't necessarily want us to just get the cheapest food on the market, which unfortunately is corn, soy, wheat, and rice because it's so heavily subsidized that it makes those things so cheap. So we're not looking for the cheapest thing on the market. What we're looking for is a way to like really increase the nutritional density of what we're eating and maximizing our budget by prioritizing those things. So first, what we do as a family is I prioritize nutrient-dense, sustainably grown foods and specifically meat. And I prioritize that first. So I know where my meat is coming from. I know it's regeneratively grown. It is literally helping the planet by sequestering carbon from the environment. It's also a lot of times changing straight up dirt that nothing can be grown in into really beautiful, healthy, nutrient-dense soil. So that process of regeneration is really important. That also makes this meat even healthier for us to consume. So that is my first priority. I really do spend money on my meat. So because I know that's going to be a higher cost item, I'm not over here telling you that that's going to be cheap. That's not cheap as of right now. But I, I take my grocery budget, which we have, and I really prioritize that meat first. And then I fill it in with other things. And so first we'll talk about some things that we do eat and how to get those things to be a little more affordable and better for you. And then I'm also going to tell you about some things that we don't even have, we don't even buy, and that really helps bring our overall grocery budget down. So first, let's talk about produce because, you know, 
I think our entire lives have been around the paleo diet and eating a really, really healthy, all around healthy diet for the last eight years. And so we really prioritize, like I said, meat, but also fruits and veggies. So I would say those three things make up the bulk of our diet. So let's go ahead and talk about produce. It's really important to try to get your produce locally grown as much as you can. And it's funny because I think a lot of people think about getting locally grown produce as just like a yay Colorado kind of thing. Like yay for your state. And yes, it is that, but it is so much more than that. So when we're looking at produce, it is giving us vitamins, minerals, and fiber when we eat fruits and vegetables. When we eat seasonally, that means that a fruit or vegetable is historically harvested in your region at that time. So we're getting berries in the summertime, right? We're getting squashes and pumpkins in the fall. And seasonally grown food is important because if you really go back to, as I always do, kind of how our Paleolithic ancestors ate, our bodies are designed with nature. So we grew with nature and our bodies are designed to eat foods during the seasons that those foods are naturally grown and harvested. So think about that for a minute. A lot of us are eating bananas. (laughs) Like I can't grow a banana in Colorado, let's be honest. But a lot of us are eating bananas 365 days of the year all year round. They don't even grow in my area and I'm eating them year round. So what would it look like for you if you were eating foods seasonally? It's going to be healthier for you. It's healthier for the planet. And when we are buying local, it actually also helps us to eat seasonally. If I could only eat produce that was grown in Colorado, it would also force me naturally to be eating seasonally. So I think that's a really interesting and fun benefit of eating locally. So eating locally, like I said, has lots of benefits. So it benefits not only us nutritionally, it also benefits the environment because produce that's not local is shipped to us using trains and boats, and that causes pollution, especially when it's coming all the way from Central America, when it's coming from Mexico, like that is a long way to go. And then when we're buying locally, especially when we are buying farmer direct, you're putting your resources back into your personal community. And I think that that is a fantastic thing that we can be doing. So I want to talk for a second about the nutrition of eating locally. When you are buying food that comes from far, far away, right? These fruits and veggies are traveling on ships. They're traveling on boats. They're traveling on trains a long distance. That distance actually negatively impacts its nutritional value. And why is that? Because right after something is picked, it actually begins to lose its nutrients through a process called respiration. What respiration means is that they're actually using up their own nutrients in order to stay alive, right? Plants always need energy just like we do. And so they are essentially using their own nutrients as energy, which means that's less nutrients that you and I can eat. And it's more nutrients if you are getting something 
that you go to a berry farm and you pick those strawberries yourself and you immediately eat them, that is a more nutritious strawberry than one that came from Mexico and it took 10 days to get here. Okay, so it's just a more nutritious fruit or vegetable when you are getting it locally. So the bottom line here is that less travel time actually equals more nutrients. So how do you get local produce? If this is something you haven't prioritized before, I want to tell you the easiest ways to get local produce and what to look for. So farmer's markets are a great way to get local produce. If you haven't been to a farmer's market in your area, I would really encourage you to do so. A lot of times they're either weekly on the weekends or sometimes monthly, but you can go And the farmers are typically bringing things that they just harvested to sell. I would encourage you to ask these farmers about their farming practices because you do want to ensure minimal herbicide and pesticide and fungicide exposure. And then you can also shop local within your big box grocery stores. So some of the grocery stores that I shop at actually have a Colorado local label, and it's typically like down by the price. If your store doesn't have that, then typically there should be a label on the fruit or vegetable that tells you the country and the state of origin. So the closer to you, the the better. So if I can get something grown in Kansas instead of grown all the way over in Virginia, that's going to be better. You can also see if there are any local CSA boxes in your area. And CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. And so they provide you a variety of locally grown produce to you. So that's really fun. Some of them ship them to your door. Some it's a pickup situation. And then something that our family is working on right now is going direct to farmer. So yesterday I signed up with Ebert Farms to get, I'm going to get whole milk that's raw, raw yogurt. They source a cheese that is raw and from Kansas and pasture-raised eggs. So a lot of times you can go direct to a farmer and they are selling direct to consumers and you can purchase their goods. A lot of times also they can sell lots of different things. So Some farms, you can get your beef, your pork, your chicken, or fruit and veggie farmers can sell you lots of different fruits and veggies. So you can try to get as many things in one place as you can. But just like buying local, I said, you're putting resources back into your community. Buying direct to farmer really, really, really helps support these farmers. So that is why buying local produce is so important. And then additionally, It actually is cheaper to buy local produce, and that's because you're taking out that middleman process of shipping it a really long distance. Shipping is really expensive, especially when it's like a refrigerated truck. So when you're getting it local, especially when you're getting it straight from the farmer, it's going to be cheaper than something that has to travel really extensively. So... I also want to encourage you to eat organic as much as you can. We've talked about, if you haven't listened to the organic episode, go back and check that out. But really quickly, for those of you that didn't hear that episode, you can go ahead and buy, okay, I would say buy organic as much as you can. If you have the budget to buy everything organic, I definitely think it's not only better for you, it's also better for the environment. If you don't have the ability to get everything organic, then I would prioritize getting the Dirty Dozen list of produce organic 
And then you can get the Clean 15 Conventional. So I would really be sure that you're getting that Dirty Dozen organic. And then, you know, if you can't get everything organic, then shoot for the Clean 15 to be conventional and you should be good to go. Beyond eating seasonally and shopping locally, one way that we really do save money is buying in bulk. So this, I will say, admittedly, this has been so much easier living in a home that we bought, a a home that has some space versus when we were in a 1,000 square foot apartment before we built this house. And so if you're in a longer term home, you have some space, buying in bulk can save you so much money. So most large chain supermarkets now have a bulk items aisle. I would definitely encourage you to bring your own containers or bags, because they use these plastic baggies that can't be recycled typically. So bring your own fabric or silicone like stasher bags, and you can buy grains, beans, legumes, nuts, seasonings, dried fruits, even more in bulk. Those prices are going to be so much lower than buying those items one at a time in the grocery store. And also, too, especially if you bring your own containers, you're also saving on packaging, which is becoming increasingly important to me. These items can be stored in airtight containers in your pantry. I will link in the show notes the beautiful glass with acacia wood tops that I have and use for our pantry. And a lot of times these items are going to store for weeks or even months. And then also you can buy in bulk things from like Costco or Sam's Club, lots and lots of onions, potatoes, and citrus, things that will actually stay for a long time, I buy in bulk. So that's also garlic, anything that can stay in your produce drawer for a long time, you'll save money buying it in bulk. And I will definitely say that I buy all of my spices in bulk and It saves me so much money. Now when I look in the store and I see the tiny like three, two to four ounce glass container of spices and how much money they are, it's just a travesty. They are so expensive. If you made that one switch, you would save tons of money. So I use Frontier Co-op to get my all my spices and my dried herbs and I get like humongous bags of spices I put them into little glass containers that I use that I have in my spice rack. And so I keep them in small amounts in my spice rack, but then I have a backlog, a storage of the huge bags of spices, and that will save you so much money. So just like we were talking about buying in bulk, buying dried beans. So if you eat beans, buying dried beans and soaking, sprouting, and cooking them on your own will be so much cheaper for you. Not only that, but it's also so much more nutritious for your body. So it takes some more planning and it takes some time, but it will save you money and be more nutritious for you. So a can of bean yields about two cups of cooked beans, whereas a pound of dried beans yields eight cups of cooked beans. And you can get an entire pound of dried beans for like 99 cents. It's so crazy cheap. So once you get into the hang of soaking your beans the night before and setting them aside to cook them on the stovetop, it's going to become part of your routine if you are a bean eater. 
We're always a big fan of soaking your beans. If you want to sprout them, it really is not hard. I would say two to three days before you eat the beans, soak them for an entire night. And then the next day, just keep a tiny bit of water at the bottom of your bowl. I typically put them in my window so they're getting some sun. And I think that helps them sprout even faster. And you'll see actually little like sprouts, little tails at the end of them. So that happens around the 24-hour mark, maybe that 48-hour mark. And then the reason that's more nutritious is those beans are actually using up a specific type of carbohydrate that's inside the bean that can be not so great and not easily digestible by humans. But when you sprout the beans, it's using that up as energy to sprout. And so then that specific type of carbohydrate is no longer in the bean. It's no longer hard to digest. So it just becomes easily digestible for our bodies. So if you have trouble with beans, then I would suggest trying soaking and sprouting them and you might be able to digest beans easier. Just fun little tip. Another thing I'll say is that you can stock up when things are on sale. So whether you're shopping at a farmer's market or just a supermarket, a grocery store, just keep your eyes open for items that are marked down. So there are tons and tons of shelf stable items that often go on sale. And if possible, you can stock up on these sale items that you'll use in the coming weeks. So for example, when eggs are like $2 off because I buy like really bougie eggs, (laughs) I'll get like three dozen and that saves me six bucks. And what does not save you money is buying things just because they're on sale. So that's actually obviously costing you money. So if you're buying things just because they're on sale, yay, these crackers are on sale. Okay, are you actually going to use those crackers or are you just getting them because they're on sale? So I try to really not be convinced to buy things I don't need when they're on sale. But if it's something that I know I'm going to use, then I will stock up. So another way that really, really saves us money in our family is making things ourselves. So some examples of these things are kombucha. I make our own kombucha, which is so fun. And if you were to buy a jar of kombucha every single day, that's like $150 a month, whereas it takes me a few dollars every week to make our own kombucha. So that's really fun. But additionally, I also make our own sauces and condiments and dressings, and it's so much easier than you might think it is. And so those things that are five-ish dollars each can really add on to your grocery bill. Additionally, a lot of times, unless you're really prioritizing the healthier sauces, condiments, and dressings, they're also made with hydrogenated seed oils, which I hate, and they're terrible for you. They also contain added sugars, gums, and preservatives to make them shelf-stable and last longer on the shelf. So when you're making things yourself, you're able to control the ingredients, It's much cheaper and it's much healthier. So that's one way that you can save a ton of money on your grocery bill. And most things that I make will actually keep in my refrigerator for weeks and weeks. And so if you need some homemade recipes, I have a ton on my blog, allofyouhole.com, and then also in my cookbook, Prep Cook Freeze, which we'll link in the show notes. I put tons of sauces in the back of the book. And I also included some of my favorite sauces that you can buy at the store. So you just have to find for yourself the balance between 
I am busy and I don't have time to do this, so I'm willing to invest in these sauces versus if you're really trying to stick to your budget, making it yourself is the cheaper way to go. So it's totally up to you and what you need in your lifestyle. So a few more tips here. Imperfect Foods is a really, really fun company. If you're not a stickler for perfectly shaped produce, they are a grocery delivery service that delivers customized groceries that didn't make it onto the grocery shelf because they were either discontinued, they had a surplus, or they had a cosmetic imperfection, or even just a change in packaging. So Imperfect Foods is helping to reduce food waste, and then it passes along the deep discount that they get to customers. So check if Imperfect Foods is in your area. That's a fun direct-to-consumer, straight-to-your-door grocery delivery service that you can use that is a lot of times cheaper than your big box grocery store. And then I want to talk about some categories that we honestly just don't even buy. (laughs) (laughs) because our diet is so specific, like we're pretty much eating meats, fruits, vegetables, healthy oils, fats, nuts, and seeds. There's just so many categories that we're not even buying. And those categories actually are some of the most expensive per ounce. So honestly, as a pretty general rule of thumb, I'm pretty much not buying beverages. Okay. So when I say beverages, we don't buy Cokes, which in the South we call it Cokes, but any carbonated sodas, what do other people call it? Soft drinks? <laughs> so uh, you can tell we're from Nashville and Atlanta. We just call everything Coke. But we don't buy any soft drinks unless, I will say the exception is for cocktails. If you're already going to be drinking alcohol that is not at all good for you, then I don't think adding some ginger ale is going to really kill you. That's just me. And we do get the healthier... <laughs> mixed soft drinks for that. But beverages tend to be expensive and filled with sugar as a general rule. So what that means is just like we were talking about nutritional density, these are about as empty calories as you can get. They're unnecessary empty calories and empty dollars spent on groceries that could be spent better in other places. So when you skip buying beverages altogether, it can really free up some budget for other more nutritious foods. At the end of the day, honestly, this might blow your mind, but water is truly all we need. So if you want to get fancy, you can get slices of citrus to add to your water or slices of cucumbers, whatever, and that's like not a huge added cost, okay? But you could try for one month buying no beverages at all. Don't buy juice. Don't buy juice boxes. Don't buy anything individually packaged. Don't buy water bottles. Don't buy sodas and soft drinks and see how much you save on your grocery bill. Additionally, we pretty much also don't buy snacks. Okay, I know this is going to rock your world. <laughs> I It's actually kind of a joke with me and my kids. I am just like not that mom that has snacks all the time. I am not sitting here with the goldfish and the what else do kids eat? (laughs) I just like don't even know. Like the fruit snacks. Like that is, I am just not that mom. And I have friends who are that mom and my kids love those moms who are generous and share with them at the playground. But that's just not our deal. We don't have packaged snacks. I don't love the packaging. A lot of times I don't love the snacks. I don't love the seed oils. I don't love the grains. You know, there's just a lot (laughs) for me on snacking that I don't love. So we really don't snack a ton in general. 
we try to focus on three meals a day that keep us satisfied. So I do feel like my kids eat really, really well breakfast, lunch, and dinner because we're not really adding in a lot in between. If we do need a snack, we turn to whole foods. So it's not that I'm like, kids, you can't eat. Obviously, I'm not starving my children, but they know to turn to whole foods, the foods that we eat throughout the day anyway, rather than packaged goods. So a lot of the time they are going and grabbing an apple and some sliced cheese, or they're getting a cheese stick, or they're getting certain fruits, vegetables, healthy fats, nuts, seeds, cheeses. That's typically what they're reaching for. And so I just don't love that packaged snacks tend to be very grain heavy. They're also packed with a lot of sodium and preservatives. So instead, we're just snacking on fresh fruit, dried fruit, vegetables, nuts, seeds, nut butters, any combination of those things. So it sounds like that that could be pricier. But because we basically don't snack a lot, only when my kids are like, I feel like I'm hungry, sure, let's get a snack. But it ends up being cheaper and healthier for us to just prioritize these meal times than it is to get all of these snack foods. And then because that really minimizes the packaging that we use, it's also better for the environment in general. I have a list of snacks on the blog, so I will also link that in the show notes for you to check out some combinations that we like. Another way to save money on your groceries is to use coupons. So you could go old school and go all out and do some coupon clipping, you know, in your local paper or whatever, and that will help you save money on grocery shopping. And most large chain supermarkets have those in-store flyers, coupons at the door. Also, they ship all that to our house as well. I wish they wouldn't. I don't personally use a lot of coupons, but you can check out their website or app before shopping to find out what's on sale. And if that's really important to you, then you can also base your meal plan for the week on what's on sale. So that's a way to really bring down the cost of your groceries. And then also you can get coupon deal apps to peruse before heading out to the store. You can also get to know your supermarket and grocery store, learn the days that they offer either like double coupons or discount days. So Sprouts, which I love shopping at and I love working with them, they offer a weekly ad that runs Wednesday to Wednesday. So that means on Wednesdays, there's double the items that are on sale because you get to use coupons from two weeks at once, if that makes sense. So you can plan your shopping days around these weekly days for your supermarket And that way you can participate in discount items for purchase. My last tip for you is to use apps that pay you to shop. So using technology can be a great way to help save money while you're grocery shopping. There are so many grocery store rebate apps that will pay you cash to buy groceries. So Ibotta is a free cashback rewards and payments app that gives cash back on everyday purchases. And you can use my link that I will drop in the show notes for extra rewards. And then Fetch Rewards lets you earn points and get rewards when you purchase everyday items. You literally just scan your receipt, which is awesome. And I will put my referral code VNFT4 in the show notes too, and my link to download that app for extra rewards. 
That is it, my friends. That is the ways that our family really saves money on healthy groceries and the ways that we really try to prioritize nutritious foods while also keeping the total cost for our grocery budget down. I hope that you learned some tips that you can start using with your grocery shopping to ensure that you are just eating the healthiest foods and you are feeling your best. Thank you so much for listening today and I will see you next week. 